Coming to you live. Live. And podcasting around the globe. You're listening to the Deal Farm Podcast. Guaranteed to tickle your real estate loving ear holes. And now, here's your host, world-renowned TV heartthrob and investor extraordinaire, Ken Corsini. Hey, this is Ken Corsini with the Best Deal Ever Show. Today, I'm joined by my good buddy, Coco Collegian. Coco, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. How are you? So good. Good to have you. So good. I'm not even going to ask you how nice the weather is in Southern California right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt and it is uh, middle of January. So yeah. <laughs> Tell me. Although, you know, I'd meant to ask you what's, uh, what's the deal with the, with the wildfires this year, you guys weathering the storm. Cause you're in Calabasas, right? I am actually. Yeah. So we've, um, we've had some of those projects to be honest with you. Some of the Malibu fires um, really? have touched. Yeah. Some of our properties and um, some clients homes. So, um, you know, we're, we're a construction firm at this point and um, we've definitely taken on some of those rebuilds. So it's, you know, a lot of it just smoke damage, to be honest with you. And when smoke comes through a house, it really, really destroys insulation and, you know, the drywall gets, um, um, gets smelly and so yeah. on. So you do have, you have to do a lot of uh, uh, cleanup on those things. So even if the fires get within so many hundreds of yards, it still, yeah. you still ruins the house. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, I mean, those claims just on smoke damage can venture past way past two, three hundred thousand dollars. Oh my gosh. Cause are you, cutting out, you're cutting out drywall and pulling out insulation and everything. Yeah. Yeah. If it's really bad, you have to pull out the, well, you definitely have to pull out the insulation in the attic, but sometimes in the walls, yeah. um, definitely have to wipe down walls and any porous substance, you know, has to be taken out and clean. So all the fabrics carpet, forget about it. Those are automatically out. Um, people are tossing mattresses, you know, they get reimbursed for all the mattresses because, because right, the right. smell just doesn't leave it, you know? So that's the problem. Crazy. Yeah. You don't think I know, all the I know it's insane. Wildfires affect people, but yeah, even if they're not houses that got burned down, they're still, they're still damaged. Nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, so talk for a minute about your model. Cause again, being in Southern California, it's not like a lot of these other markets where people are flipping a hundred houses a year. It doesn't work like that in LA. Yeah, hundred houses might be a little difficult for us. You know, right. the price points being it's just off. You know, I mean, I, I just tell people it's just add another zero. You know, that's really what it is. So yeah. it, it it's tough. It's tough to put to put a machine together out here because a lot of the deals are just one off deals. You know, you've got a fix and flip over here. You got new construction over there. You've got these new things called accessory dwelling units that are you know slowly catching on across the country and this is basically taking they're called granny they were called granny flats yeah. right so we do a bunch of those now where we buy a house and we scrape the garage um and build a 1200 square foot two-story which is a house in most places sure. so you know so we do that now we have two houses on one lot um we end up building those to keep so so our model is 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 spread out you know a couple different a uh, couple different buckets so we definitely have the fix and flip yep. we have the new construction um, we have these where we're actually building them to keep. So yeah. we're creating our own um, rental portfolio that way and, and producing that a seven cap, which in California is pretty good, you know, considering you buy it four and a half at basically somewhere on, you know, in LA. In LA. Yep. So, um, and then we have a price lift model where we basically joint venture with the seller, you know, so we come in and we renovate that house. And then uh, when the house sells, then we get paid at the end. Which I love that model. And I don't know if anybody else is doing it or not. And I don't want to get into the weeds about it. But essentially, you take a seller who doesn't want to sell their house super cheap to you. So you don't necessarily buy the house from them. But you say, you know what? I'm going to come in and put $50,000 of my money fixing it up. And then we're together going to split the, the upside. 
right? Exactly, exactly. And what really, it, yeah, it's really cool because what it does is essentially removes the purchase costs, that's right. holding costs, transaction costs from the equation. Yep. So if you're, you know, if you're a professional investor, you're buying 80 cents on the dollar, right? You're buying 8% of ARV minus repairs. So what happens is you can really remove 10% and go up to 90 on That's that. right. So you're having conversations. What it does when you actually market to those folks, you're having conversations and opens more doors. Yep. And they may not even go want to go that route. They'll just end up selling the property to you or do subject to or whatever. That's true. So. Yeah. You know, it's funny. After you and I spoke, this is about a year and a half ago, we did a price lift here in Atlanta. Okay. Amazing. I mean, we went in there and then we spent, uh, we probably spent 70,000 bucks on it, but we yeah. made 70,000 bucks on it. Right. So you right, talk right, about right, an ROI, right. man. Put up 70, <laughs> make another 70. And I never owned it. I didn't have all those yeah. holding costs. I mean, I just yeah. put up some of our own money and got it right back. And literally like zero risk, right? I mean, yeah, the only thing that's at risk is your, is the capital you put in to renovate it. But that's it. If you've done your yeah. homework, you should have no problem getting that back plus plenty more. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I love so. the model, man. So Thanks, I'm man. curious, we're going to dive into your best deal ever. Is your best deal ever, is it a price uh, lift or what is your price? Your best it deal is ever? not a price lift, but okay. it actually started out as a, um, uh, a lending, um, a, a lent deal, a lending deal. So okay. we actually were the private money guys, you know, and we lend, lent on that property and, um, it was a great property in studio city. I mean, you know, lots of folks have heard about studio city, California, right? So yep. amazing price point, lots of stars and so on and so forth. Um, you want to share the numbers with you Absolutely. or what do you think? Yeah. Means. Okay, so, cool. Cool. So you were the lender so, on this and, uh, and was it an investor that you were lending to? You know, we were, um, myself and my partner, um, we, uh, I was finding the transactions and he was bringing in the funds okay. and together we were, we were lending the money, you know? Okay. So, um, basically I would quarterback the transaction, make sure that it, it went well, yep. the whole, uh, ARV was set, you know, and so on and so forth. But somebody else, the actual builder was building the property. Okay. Um, so we, we lent to him, you know, based upon the parameters, right? So good parameters, you know, and I'll give you the numbers. I mean, okay. the pickup was like 505, if I remember correctly. And, um, you know, he was going to rebuild the structure, 4,500 square feet. He would be at 150 buck, bucks a square foot, you know, and this was 2013, okay. you know, so this was a while back ago, right? So, um, and that would have been like, I don't know, 600 some odd thousand dollars for the rebuild. You know, plus so the to, purchase. To clarify, the purchase was five hundred five. Yeah, the purchase was five hundred five. An existing house. An existing, <laughs> well, an existing house that was a firehouse. So okay. The thing was burnt to a crisp. Oh my god! Right. Okay. And um, literally, what they another and 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 here's the here's the funny stuff, man. So another developer had purchased it and was trying to do it. They couldn't figure it out, and they went belly up on it. And they never even got it rolling. They bought too many properties. This was, you know, right after the crash, right? Yep. So, so in 2012 and 13, you know, stuff was coming on the market and this was one of them. And so our guy picked it up at 505 and he's like, look, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, it's going to take me about 650,000, give or take to, to rebuild this structure. Right. But it's going to be an amazing 4,500 square foot, you know, modern property. Okay, great. So 505 plus six, uh, 650, you know, what are you in for? Like 1.2, less than 1.2, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 less than 1.2. All right, so. 1.2 with some holding costs, call it. Exactly, right. So now the ARV was like 1.7. Okay. Right? Okay, 1.8 potentially, depends on where the finishes land, you know? So long story short, we're like, this book's pretty good, you know? We're pretty insulated. Okay, sounds like yeah. a plan. So they take off. 
And um, sure enough, uh, they're doing stuff really on the cheap. Yep. As I'm visiting the site, I'm seeing what's happening. It's it's just, you know, low-end stuff and, you know, the work is subpar and so on. And what happened is he eventually couldn't do it because he ran out of his own money, you know. So he had to bring in money so to do the renovation. The transaction, and are you, you're going out there to do draw requests, I imagine. You ain't going to exactly. give him more money until you see the work he's done. Exactly. You're inspecting exactly. his work. You see that he's doing cheap work. But hopefully you guys hadn't, you know, outlaid too much cash that he got ahead of himself. Or had that's you. the thing. Yeah, okay. that's the problem. Right, right. So push comes to shove. He could not finish the project at the price point for him for it to make sense. Gotcha. And literally the guy flew the coop. When I mean like flew the coop, like he left the country. <laughs> so he yeah, the country. He flew out of the coop. He took oh, off, crap. man. Oh, no. Yeah. So now we're left holding the bag on this thing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. So I got to get in and do it. Right. I mean, we're the lender. So uh, what do we do? We get in, you know, roll up the sleeves and we get to town. So we build this thing out. And, um, you know, I'll send you the pictures and everything else. Yeah, it looks sure. amazing. You know, so it's absolutely amazing. It's a stunning house. House. It's 4,500 feet, five bedrooms. It's got an amazing upper deck. But oddly enough, there was an AT&T phone line that was going through this lot. Okay. And so it was going through the middle of this lot. So it would be extremely difficult to put a two-story house on the lot because you'd have to raise the phone line. And for AT&T to come out and raise their phone line about five, six feet, it was going to cost roughly $18,000. So we're like, oh my gosh, man. Yeah, it's like the, the deal that just gets worse, right? So, um, and so the way it was designed, it was designed, um, the roof has pitches like this, sort of like a gable, but then it comes down and there's a, um, a what do you call it? A, a patio or a deck down okay. the middle of the house. Nice. So literally you come out one side and then you go to the other side of the house and the other side's a movie theater and a pool room and stuff like that. So you, know? you, so, you, re you redesigned it that way. I redesigned it. Line. Yeah, oh, I redesigned hilarious. it. It's, it's hilarious. When you see the pictures, you I mean, you'll see these amazing pictures, but you'll see, like, if you look closely, you'll see the phone line going through the, <laughs> the deck. Area, so you're on the so. deck and you can, like, literally reach up. And you can, yeah, you can tap that. Yeah. So I know, man. That's nuts. nuts. So, yeah. so how much more did you end up spending? Because you lent him the 650 for the construction. How much more did you guys need to spend to finish it? So we ended up all in on this deal at about 1.7. Dang. So you yeah. spent another 500 or so yeah. to, get it, yeah. to get it done. So exactly. You really just screwed that estimate up big time. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Overspend, couldn't spend properly, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, um, in hindsight, just make sure someone has a lot of skin in the game if you're going to lend them money. Yeah. That's really what it amounts to. And what he was doing was bridging the funds. And, um, you know, when, when you have any skin in the game, I mean, you know, so, so that's yeah. really what the lesson was there. Coco, this but. doesn't sound like a best deal ever. I'm just telling I you. I know. This is like the worst deal ever. <laughs> Maybe you got the show title confused with, uh, well, there must be some redemption in this story. So what happened? It comes here now. So anyway, so we finished this thing up. We're in at 1.7 and um, now we're going to get rid of this thing, right? So we're like, okay, it's maybe worth 2 million, 2.2, 2.1. We're not sure. So we put up on the market and it's on. You can check it on, you know, Zillow, Redfin, et cetera. It's at like a 2.2, we drop it to one. And we're like, you know what? This thing's like, we're, we're merely going to make some money on it if we do, you know? So we're like, it, it was actually Gina's idea. Gina's like, you know what? Let's rent it. Let's see what this thing will rent for. Sure enough, we got a renter at 10 
five on this property. Wow. Now they're at 11,000. Yeah. This is, yeah, so, this is California. These numbers are just ridiculous. So 11, yeah, it's ridiculous. 11,000 a month. Yeah. So yeah, they, they rented 11,000 a month, five guys from Boston. The guy ends up to be actually a YouTube star. So yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's like a story out of like MTV, you know, what do you call it? Uh, those, those, uh, cribs or something stupid. Exactly. Exactly. So they got five guys in there and, um, long story short, we had this rent renting this thing out and the 1.7 is all cash, right? So it's all of my partner and our cash. Yeah. So now we have no mortgage on it. We're cash flowing at 11,000 a month. Yeah. And the reason this becomes the best deal is because we end up taking that property with no lien on it and an amazing opportunity came around, which, which was basically two lots in Calabasas. Okay. Now what we did was parlay that equity into a cross collateralization, right? Okay. And we're able to buy those two lots at a million a piece for literally, yeah, zero money out of pocket. Really? What yeah. Did they, well, so what did the what did they value the house at then to cross collateralize it for two million? So we had it for um for about a couple of years. I can't remember how long we had it for. Okay. And at that point, it came in at two point five. Now the appraised value, as I'm sure you know, because of the brokerage, right? Yeah, so the right. appraised value is so different than the actual value someone will pay for the property. Take it, so throw it, out, throw it out in the garbage, man. Who cares? About that's appraised, it, right? man. That's, that's it. That's what yeah. you're gonna sell it for, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so it comes in at 2.5, and we're like, oh, fantastic. Now there's no loan on this thing, and so the lender is like, this thing's worth 2.5. You're buying these two lots. You're basically putting the whole 2.5 million down. And we're going to go ahead and give you these, uh, the cross on this. Now, the reason why this works and the reason why it really, you know, light bulb went off is that it was basically return on equity because if we had refinanced that deal, you know, right. even if it was worth 2 million at 70%, we'd, yep. we'd had what? 1.4 million. Right. 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 A loan at 1.4 million. Oh, excuse me. Cash out at 1.4 million. But what's the, what's the payment on 1.4 million? Yep. We did the math on it and it was ridiculous. You know, it was like 11, 12,000 a month, give or take. Yep. So really, was it going to cash flow? No, it was barely going to break even. Right. We now had 1.4 million to play with, yep. right? But this way, we had the whole two or 2.5 because of the valuation. Yep. You know. Yep. So the lender crossed the whole property and said, "Heck, it's worth 2.5 today. We'll cross the whole thing." And that allowed us to buy those two other properties with zero money out of pocket. Yep. And to this day. Those properties now we have a two million dollar line of credit on each one for construction okay. draws. Okay. Yeah, so we're building these two massive homes, and so the takeout financing was I think nine hundred to a million on each one, yep. and then two million on each for the line of credit to build the properties. So the construction costs are at two million. Yeah, the construction costs are at two million. So really, you're at like three on each of these houses. Uh, yes, one, exactly. One for the lot and two for the all, all in at three. Exactly. Three yeah. So, 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 yeah. In, so in all terms, in at three yeah, in terms of leveraging what was a bad situation into two, hopefully really good. Situations. <laughs> yeah. yeah let's hope what's the, so just curious, what's the status of those two that you're building then? So we're actually getting permits literally this week. And, um, the ARV on those two is about 5.2 to 5.3. So, yeah. Dang, Coco. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, you know, it's all. Five, over five. 
over five. So even if we land at like four, nine, which there's, there, there's big swings of these numbers, you know? Yeah. So when you get to this price point, you can easily drop something 200, 300,000 and sure. it works. Yeah. So, but even if we land at 4.9 and we're all in it, let's say, you know, with hard money and, and carry and all that good stuff at like um, three and a half. Yeah. Right. You know, Still even if money, commissions. Man. Yeah. So, but it's, it's literally a three year project. You know, so sure. I'm sure permanent takes long. forever out there on oh, a project yeah. like that. It's I can't even nuts. imagine. Yeah, nuts. Absolutely That's nuts. amazing. Well, <laughs> talk about literally turning lemons into lemonade. You're taking a bad a bad deal that you ended up having to just sit on. You're renting it. I mean, thank God you guys it, you were in it cash. Otherwise, you'd be in a negative yeah. cash flow situation. But then to turn around, cross collateralize those that property into two really good new construction projects that could make you two million each. That's phenomenal, dude. That's it's nuts. It's not. And that's the reason why it became a really good deal. Yeah. And, and like I said, you know, the light bulb went off because now I start looking at um, not just ROI because everybody looks at ROI, right? So right. ROI, ROI, great. But, you know, a couple of wise guys told me about ROE, which is return on equity, right? right. And because of this one, I, I literally did this again uh, about 30, 30, uh, 30, 40 days ago and same lender. Yeah. Um, and I had a, and, and I'll tell you, this is interesting. I never thought they would do this, but I have a first lien through Wells Fargo. Um, I think I had like 300 K in equity on that deal. Yep. And they came in in second position behind Wells Fargo, the hard money lender came in That's in second. Okay. Really? Yeah. And took all that 300 K. I mean, you know, covered all three in the K as a cross yep. and I needed to put in roughly 200. I think on another deal I was purchasing. Yep. So I purchased a $1.3 million property, zero out of pocket. By using the leftover equity that you had after a first lien position. On, on another property, property, on another property. Do they lean, so they lean that other property, right? They lean the other position. property. They lean both mm -hmm. properties. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I see how that works. Yeah. So Folks, if you're not familiar with cross collateralization, I'm telling you, I mean, obviously this is the perfect example of what a tremendous tool this could be. And honestly, I didn't even realize that they would do it. I guess it's a hard money lender. Hard money lender is going to do what they're going to do, but yeah. do it on a house that just happens to have some, some equity there for a second lien position. I didn't think they would do it. Honestly, you know, Ken, it was just, it was like, whoa, are you serious? You know, and I'm like, I've got this equity sitting there. It's not doing anything for me. There is no return on equity on that property. Yeah. You know, it's just 300 K just sitting there doing so nothing, just gathering right. dust. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, what can we do? And you know, these guys looked at it it's, it's not a mom and shop, not mom and pop shop. It's a big, it's a big lender, a money lender here in California, actually in Calabasas. Wow. And um, they looked at it and they're like, yeah, man, we'll cross the whole thing. You know, all you need to do is 200 anyway. So we'll take 300 on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, lean this one. And I have a $250,000 draw account on that deal. That's so I'm like, amazing, dude. dude, yeah, that's phenomenal. Yeah. So it turned out to be a fantastic situation. And so it's, I started like thinking about what other properties do we have that we're looking at? Is there any equity in it? And what can we do with that? You know, so that's the takeaway. That is the takeaway is, do you have equity anywhere? Are you looking for, you know, money on, an, on a future project and another project? Go find a way to tap into some existing houses that have equity in them, right? Right. Right. And you know what, a, a lot, there's a lot of guys, um, you know, in our mastermind, they have a ton of rentals, right? Yep. And yep. so there's obviously a good amount of equity there. Yep. And, um, you know, one of the guys, what he said was, you know, he always keeps his properties in pristine condition. 
you know, because as, as, as landlords, we tend to leave them. Right. And it's like, dude, you don't want to change the carpet, change the, right. you know, whatever. Right. You know, but like with the new products and materials that they have today, like for instance, um, WPC flooring, sure. right. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's this amazing composite, you know, it's basically vinyl, right. right. Planks, yeah. but they've got like crushed granite in between the indestructible, yep. you know, no, no carpet. You put that stuff on. It's like less than two bucks a foot. It's there forever. So you keep it in pristine condition. So when the time comes that you've got this amazing deal pop up and what do you, of course, every real estate deal is done like the last, you know, 10 days, right? So you yep. need the money, you need it now and so on. And so now you can cross something or, you know, he trades that he literally just puts it on the market, you know, huh. and, and sells it because he's got a boat full of equity over there. That's not doing him anything, yep. but he's knows he's going to make a, a huge return on his, on his other deal. This other yep. deal just popped up. So he'll right. sell it. Move the money, pull the you equity know. out, or, or no, like it, you yeah. said, don't sell it. Just tap into that equity, cross collateralize, and then dump it into the next project. Love exactly. it, man. Coco. Exactly. This was awesome, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. <laughs> of course, buddy. you got it, man. All right. Thanks so care, much buddy. for your time. All right, bye. Yeah. Hey, friends. Let's talk for just a minute about the market we're in right now. It's tough, right? Deals are hard to come by. The last thing you need is trouble funding a deal once you've done the hard work to source it. Trust me, I get it. I've been at this for 16 years and financing deals is often a huge pain in the rear. So I decided to solve the problem. I launched Red Capital Lending for real estate investors like me and probably like you. The days of paying 12% interest are over. And if it's taking more than a week for your lender to close, you're using the wrong lender. We've built Red Capital Lending for the sole purpose of providing the lowest cost of investment capital possible. I'm talking about interest rates in the sevens. With the highest level of customer service and with the fastest turnarounds, our goal is to provide funding within five days. If you've got a deal coming up and you're ready to save money and avoid the typical hassles associated with most lenders, take a minute and just submit your deal at redcapitallending.com. We'd love to work with you and show you just how easy it can be to fund your next project. Again, redcapitallending.com. Okay, so let's get back to the show, except in this segment, we're going to talk about the deals that didn't go so well. Hope you enjoy. I am with my good friend, Coco Kalajian out of Southern California. And Coco, man, I know how expensive it is out there. I want to hear about your worst deal ever because I am sure it's a whopper, man. What do you got for us? <laughs> yeah, man. Million dollar deals going south, you know, so not good. not good, not good. You know, we thought it was a good deal. We came in as a lender on this deal. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, long story short, um, we, we basically put our trust in, in this guy that was going to develop it. Um, and it was going to be a good deal because the pickup price was low, you know, it was in the 400s. Mm -hmm. You know, he was going to build this house, which was basically... You know, he's trying to shoot for 120 a foot to build this house, but um, that didn't work out as planned. Um, and, and so basically, we, he overleveraged. It's what happened, you know. So he couldn't deliver the product, um, and we had to come in and help finish that product. You know, I have to finish that property and, and basically get it to market. So, so what was he, how much was he going to build for? The, the pickup was 400 What was How much yeah. were you lending him for construction? Yeah, it was basically about 3,000 feet, give or take, you know, okay. 332. And so um, at 120 a foot, you know, what's that, like just under 400,000 bucks, yep. you know? So it would have been all in at 800 plus the hard money costs and so on. So definitely below a million. Yeah. And our and the target was in the 1.5 range, you know? Okay. So, yeah. 
yeah, there's a juice in the deal, you know? So as a lender, we look, we, we looked at it and said, okay, makes sense, you know? But, um, um, but what basically happened was he didn't have any uh, skin in the game. Oh, right. No, oh, so he didn't come into the table with any down payment or anything. Exactly. Oops. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, exactly. So he got the, he, he was able to get the first lien, but he had to bring in the equity and that's when we came in. So we came in with the equity as the partner, right? Oh, you're the equity component. Yeah. We're how, the so how much component. did you guys lend for the equity? Uh, so they lent 70% of that, or uh, excuse me, at that point it was like what 70% of the ARVs or 70% of uh, 1.5, you know, okay. yeah. basically that's what they came in at was like 900 give or take. Okay. And then we had to come in with the rest of the funds to, to finish this thing out. Right. Okay. So um, what happened was uh, he couldn't finish it. He couldn't finish it with the finishes and whatnot. Um, we ended up stepping in to start taking it over and oddly enough, you know, we're, we're, we're basically going to lose money at this thing, right? We're just finishing it to finish it fast and get rid of it. Yeah. Um, oddly enough, this fire happens literally at the very end. Yeah, literally so at the very end. building this house out. You're, what, so the, the builder just skipped down? He's like, I'm out of here. He skipped down. Yeah, he told. He just took off. He took off to Panama. Like he flew he the freaking. went to Panama. Took off. Like he's like, man, I'm out. <laughs> What do you mean you're out, man? This is like going to finish this house. What do you mean you're out? I've got a house. No one's working. It's, you know, I got to put the crew together. I got to get on it, finish it myself. And um, yeah, this guy's gone. And of course, when, and and you know, man, when you pick up a project where somebody else left off, you know how, what a disaster you find out what a disaster it is. Right. Yeah. You know, is the plumbing hooked up behind the wall? Right. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like do these lights function, you know, like, so really a bad situation, but ended up taking it over, try to finish it out. Um, the fire happens and we're right like, you're finishing. What is happening? Down. It's probably his crappy wiring is what happened. It's, it's exactly what it was, man. It was a light fixture that went bad. And uh, luckily the fire department is one block away. They come in, they douse this thing with fire, cause more damage with the water than the fire actually did. Right. You know? Right. Um, and, uh, the house is boarded up. My, my, you know, my partner's like, what did we get into right now? You know? So, um, but we ended up getting insurance money, you know, thank yeah. goodness for the insurance money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, we finished it out, put it on the market, you know, literally made zero on this damn thing. Yeah. Learned a lot of lessons, right? It sold, Don't, it sold fairly quick. It sold. It okay. sold. It took a while. It took a minute. It did definitely a minute. Oh, yeah, it did take a minute. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the ARV was not the right ARV. <laughs> you oh, know, so. It was So even one five wasn't the right number. It was not the right number. <laughs> so, yeah. So the That's only thing that literally, oh, for sure. The only thing that really saved us was honestly that insurance money. If that didn't happen, you know, and, uh, and the fire was a real fire, Ken. Don't look yeah, at me weird because I know, you know. Anything. I'm not going to say anything. I trust you, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, yeah. And the guys in Panama living happily ever after, you, you got stuck with it. I mean, Gone. Lesson Gone. learned, lending 100% in second position, eh, pretty risky. Pretty Probably risky. not a good dude. Yeah. Good so dude. make sure they have equity and skin in the game, right? Yeah, so, sure. yeah. yeah. And check their track record. Don't lend to somebody that oh. – you haven't seen the properties they've done, the portfolio, how many they've done, and the PLs. So yeah. the PLs are important. Right? Make sure that they actually know how to make some money for sure. Yeah, that's it. So Coco, man, really appreciate it. That's a painful one for sure. But yeah. hey, the house is sold. You got out from under it. You can sleep well at night now, right? 
Yeah, and I got it in my portfolio. Great pictures. Well, there you go. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a loss leader. That's what you got to look at it. That's what it is. <laughs> so get you new business going forward. Awesome. Oh, man. Well, appreciate it, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Take care. Hey, Deal Farm listeners. If you haven't heard, I just recently released a book through Bigger Pockets Publishing called Profit Like the Pros. If you dig the Best Deal Ever podcasts, you will definitely want to get your hands on this book. I take 25 stories from some of the top investors in the country and distill them down into 25 separate chapters that will not only entertain you, but educate and inspire you in all different facets of real estate investing. From wholesaling and flipping to self-storage, multifamily and commercial, we get into the details of short sales, subject twos, and even land flipping. And whether you're a brand new investor or you have years of experience under your belt, I promise you this book will engage you. If you would, take a minute, go to Amazon and order this book, Profit Like the Pros. And if you like it, please leave us a review. Thanks so much, folks, and I will see you on the next episode of The Deal Farm.